This is Rosalina. And this is Shauna. And we're your hosts for Too Young for This Shit podcast. This podcast is not just about boobs, but our journey with cancer. We are young millennials open about giving you our raw and unfiltered look into our lives. We are in no way medical professionals, nor are we offering medical advice. Any medical references are cited directly from public websites or from our personal diagnosis. Some topics and stories may be triggering to those who are fighting, have fought, or have loved someone with cancer. Hi, guys. Hey. So we are here. Both of us have now finally completed chemotherapy. Woo, woo, woo. And it feels <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it totally feels like I'm a new person. Completed something so huge. Yeah, I mean, well, we did. We, I mean, we really did. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have been on cloud nine. It's a Friday today that we're recording, but I finished chemo on this past Monday. And I've literally been riding a high all week. Like nothing is bothering me. Even just like the fatigue from chemo, it's just like, I don't even care. Like I'm just so fucking happy. Did you feel a lot of pain during your last one? Did you sleep a lot or no? Not really. I think the week before knowing that was going to be like my second to last chemo, I started to kind of be like just amping myself up for the completion of chemo. Even that whole week, I was just kind of like last one Monday, last one Monday, you know, like I was, I just amped myself up all week that I just feel like I borderline almost like did too much because I was just kind of like, it's going to be the last time. Like everything was the last time. Right, right. (laughs) My boyfriend was like, are you going to do this all week? Is everything going to be like the last dinner before chemo, the last ride before chemo? Yeah. It is. <laughs> Woke up on Monday morning. For some reason, I don't know why I'm this person. I don't know why I was this person, but like I genuinely convinced myself that I was not going to have to do 16 rounds of chemotherapy. For some reason, I had it in my head that I was only going to have to do like 12. I was just going to be like the exception of breast cancer patient that was just going to only have to get 12 instead of like the 16 that I had to do. I don't know why. I think it was just like to make myself feel better. I just remember them telling me I had to do 16 rounds and was like, that is a lot. Like I, I was so upset by that number. Like I remember yeah. us talking when you, you know, you were like, I have to do six rounds. And I was like, six rounds compared to 16, just so insane. You know, obviously mm-hmm. we had different treatment plans, but I just kept saying to Matt, like, I don't think I'm going to have to do it. Like, I really don't think I'm going to have to do it. And I, I woke up on Monday and I was like, remember when I thought I was only going to have to do 12? <laughs> and he was like, Shauna, that was the hardest lie I had to tell you this entire time. Like, he, like every time you said it, I was just kind of like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. And it didn't happen at all. Right. Yeah. You thought that you could maybe convince the doctors too, probably, that you only are able to do 12, right? I went in there negotiating everything. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know who I thought I was. Like I was trying to negotiate chemo. I was trying to negotiate Benadryl. Like, I had to go in because I had a reaction. My um, my 14th treatment, I had just gotten over being sick and I had a reaction to chemo where skin just became like super blotchy almost. I think it was just like whatever virus I was like fighting. It wasn't COVID. I've done like, I did COVID tests. Whatever I was fighting, I think like the chemo had a reaction to and it just caused like my body to be blotchy. That required me getting Benadryl and steroids after that, you know, treatment and leading up to like your end of chemo, like you have to do the Benadryl and the steroids. And I was like, I've been feeling so good not being on them through Taxol. Like I only had to do it my first two treatments of Taxol. So like my fifth and sixth chemo was the end of my steroid and Benadryl up until chemo number 14. Yeah. I would also say I didn't like the Benadryl and the steroids aspect of chemo either. I was just super against that. And I was trying to convince my oncologist of like, do I really need those? (laughs) So I also tried to negotiate as well. But she just mentioned that it was important to have that part of my chemo plan. So now I just left it be. But yeah, I also tried to negotiate. (laughs) I would come home from, you know, my AC treatments and like for three days, I didn't sleep because I was so amped up on steroids. And Although I did like enjoy sleeping through my treatments, that was the one great thing about the Benadryl. And especially with the cold cap, the first few chemo sessions, the cold cap was super uncomfortable. It was nice to sleep through that, especially when I had to be there 
my first four sessions for like five hours. So that wasn't like terrible. So right. when I switched to Taxol, like my whole chemo treatment ended up being like two and a half, three hours from start to finish. And I had to ice my hands. And when I would sleep through the Taxol treatments, the last thing I wanted to do was ice my hands in my sleep. So I would be like, no, I'm not doing it. No, I'm not doing it. I was like, I don't want to be on the steroids. They're like, as long as you don't have a reaction, we can take you off. So they ended up taking me off and I felt fine. Like I was up, I was able to ice my hands every session and then had that little reaction, I think from being sick. So my last chemo, I was like, I I don't want to sleep through this. Like this is my last one. Not that I wanted to remember it, but I definitely was like, I wanted to ice my hands and my feet. And then also like not be groggy when I rang the bell because I was like really looking forward to that. I was pretty groggy when I rang the bell. <laughs> not gonna lie. Yeah. I just like wanted to, I don't know, remember it, I guess, in a weird way. I don't know. So I just tried to convince my chemo nurse to not give me the Benadryl. Like yeah. she was like, I have it here. I'm gonna message your oncologist because I had seen the oncologist the week before. And uh, you know, we'll try to like get it down. She's like, but I think you're going to have to have some. And I was like, but we just like don't need to do it. Cause it was just like in a little syringe at the end that they just like gave me. And I was just like, just forget about it. And she was like, I need to do my job. <laughs> they ended up giving me, it was like 12.5, which is like basically like baby Benadryl. I was able to right. fully awake for my full treatment and like ice my hands. No problem. Wasn't like a groggy half alive mess when I rang the bell. So <laughs> my last treatment was September 2nd. So mm-hmm. I think it was three to four weeks before your last one. And I had like a different mindset. <laughs> I guess it didn't really hit me that my last day was on the second. It always happens to me the night before chemo, I can't really yeah. sleep. But then when I woke up next day, my mind was just like, yo, let's get this shit over with. <laughs> it didn't really hit me in that state Absolutely. that like, that would be my last infusion because I was just more focused on just getting that completed. That's how my mindset was throughout this whole entire treatment plan is let's just get this shit over with. Yeah. Counting down, I think for me was helpful. And then switching drugs halfway through, not halfway through, but after the four, like was like a good, almost like having it be done in stages, weirdly for me, like seeing numbers and being like, oh, okay, I'm a third done. I'm halfway done. Like right. really good for like my mental state. Yes, exactly. I think it really hit me when I was on my fourth infusion where I felt like I was making progress. I didn't feel like I was making progress when I was on my halfway point. For some reason, I... I was kind of like a little angry (laughs) in the sense, like how you were talking about, you know, you had to do 16 treatments where I had to do six. I was angry in the fact that there was a lot of people Mm -hmm. who only had to do four versus six. And I was like, okay, you know, since I completed my third infusion, if I only had to do four treatments, I would have had one more to do. But instead, I have to do three more fucking times of this shit. Did you think that it was also worse for your mental headspace to have to wait the three weeks in between? I think it was good in the sense that I had a mini break in between. There would be a week where I didn't feel well. I would feel the fatigue. Obviously, I would have muscle pain, bone pain, just like overall tired. And then also I would lose my sense of taste for a week. Then after that week, I feel like I was able to do normal things. So I had that time to, you know, go to restaurants or go out in general. Did you feel like anxious the week leading up to it? Yes, there were times. So of course, during my first to third infusion, I was pretty anxious coming up. And then once I hit the fourth mark, that's where I kind of felt a little bit more positive. And so I didn't feel as anxious. I don't know how you felt. So because, you know, I only had to do the four, like my first drug was AC and that was every other week. The first week for me, I just remember like crying through my first infusion 
you know, going home and feeling miserable. I think my worst was treatment number three. Also too, like one through three was when like I lost like the most amount of hair. That created a lot of anxiety for myself. Wash days made me anxious and then chemo days made me anxious. And like I would have one week of feeling completely terrible. And then the other week I would feel okay enough to go out and like run errands. I remember having like my major mini meltdown the day of my fourth and final AC treatment. It was probably the worst meltdown that I had had during chemo, I would say. And that was ended up being like my easiest treatment of the four AC. Yeah, exactly. To be completely honest with you, like by the time I switched to weekly Taxil, I liked going weekly. I know that must sound like absolutely insane, but I know that sounds the same. The thing is, Taxol was so much easier for me. I didn't start really feeling tired until, I want to say probably like my eighth Taxol treatment, my 12th treatment, basically. It was like when I started to feel tired, my 12 of the 16. But like, to be honest, the weeks felt like it went so much faster going every week, you know, checking them off just faster. And that put me in like a really good headspace of being like, we're getting this done. Like this is getting done. Found that I did like it. The drug itself was easier on me. I felt more like myself. I didn't have insane stomach ache, not wanting to move. Right, right. I I mean, there was a point on AC that I like, I wanted to die. Like I said to Matt, I was like, I want to die. Like I, everything hurts. Like what am I fighting for? If this is what I'm going to feel like. Taxol was, it was like night and day. It was like a light switch. Did Taxol take as long as AC did? like the amount of hours you were there at Fusion Center? I used the Paxton cooling system. So it was a 45 minute pre-cool and then 90 minute cool off. The AC treatment itself, I think was two hours. Yeah, the 45, an hour and a half and then 45 minutes. And then by the time I got out of there, it was like a total of five hours that I had to be there. Taxol was like an hour that I had to, like the treatment itself was one hour. And then I had to do a 30 minute prequel and then an hour after. So I'd say an hour and 45 minutes, basically. Gotcha. Okay. You mentioned that the first three infusions was the hardest for you because that's where you lost most of your hair. Yeah. My anxiety was probably the worst. It got to the point where it was like every week was like more symptoms that were coming through. I don't know if like you experienced that too. I didn't have like the dry mouth and like the mouth sores that they had told me that I would have, you know, but like my stomach is still messed up from AC. When you're eating something, my gut is just not happy at all, at all. I have some major acid reflux that I'm like on now prescription, like med for. Oh, did they not prescribe you with that? No, they did, but I didn't think it was going to be as bad. They kind of downplayed, like, you know, I've had acid reflux before. We've all experienced acid reflux, but like, I've never experienced it like this. You know, so I'm on that. My stomach's just like not happy at all. Every week was just like something weird, you know, like the blackouts that I was having. And right. That's another thing. (laughs) I was terrified for you when you were having these blackouts. I never read anything that people mentioned on the Facebook group that they were having blackouts. So I found that to be super odd that that was happening. Me too. And I mean, even like when I said to my oncologist, she was like, yeah, no, no, I haven't heard that one. I was like, oh, great. You know, kind of going back to the worst time period for me. I would also agree that the first through the third chemo infusion was the worst in the sense of I lost a lot of hair. After the second treatment is where I lost huge amounts of hair, the most that I've ever seen, and it would not stop. I would be terrified to brush my hair whenever I'm just walking around. I just see hair all over my arm, all over my clothes. It didn't stop. It's a very traumatic experience. Now you're losing something else that is a part of your identity. And also that you're spending so much money to try to save. Yes, absolutely. You know, you're like, you're doing everything they're telling you to do. You spend money for the cap and the cooling system and the and the fees at the hospital. And like, you kind of have like these expectations. This needs to be working too. And then when you see it, you're almost starts like second guess. Did I make the wrong choice? Should I have just shaved it? Should I just shave it? Like, I think I asked myself that like multiple times throughout it. Should I just freaking shave it and get it over with? The amounts of hair strands that are coming out of my head at every at any given time. So we're a part of the Chemo Cappers Facebook group. When I first started cold capping, I just believed that I wasn't going to lose that much hair 
because I felt like, okay, if I'm doing this cold capping and I'm doing all these things that they are telling me to do, then I won't see a significant amount of hair loss. But that's not true. And I learned everyone is so different. Yeah, everyone's hair is different and their experience are different. If I were to do the cold capping again, I would probably set myself an expectation of I can lose a lot of hair. And if this does happen, you probably will. Yeah, probably will. It's true. But I would probably do it all over again. <laughs> and it's tough for me to say that because the worst part of the chemo infusion yeah. was the cold capping, but it really was like, that it was, was like, yeah. The only, like, that's why I like the Benadryl because I slept through it. That was the only like good thing about Benadryl. <laughs> exactly. And then I would take Ativan as well to calm my anxiety. And also cold capping took longer, right? It added like, a significant amount of time onto every single one of my treatments. Yes, exactly. Because you did Dignicap yep. and I don't know how your cap, it almost looked like you had like a ton of flaps from what I could see, like Velcro. Yes. Mine didn't have that. Yep. Mine was like a plastic, it almost looked like a plastic brain. I don't know how, like it was like literally looked like that. I don't know. You wet your hair, you put your um, conditioner, you put the plastic piece on and then I had like a helmet that went over it. Yeah, I had that too. Like I had to wet my hair and everything like that, but it was connected to a machine. Yeah, so it was mine. But that plastic smell triggered so much nausea for me. It would trigger like a full body response of nausea, just the smell of that plastic cap. Yeah, that's that just sounds so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You know, you took out of it. I took my Xanax. Like the anxiety that you feel already going in and you're carrying so much shit in with you. I had a bag with all like my chargers and you know my socks and like all the random stuff I needed and I had a bag with my blanket and my big I had a big comfy which was still the best cancer purchase without a doubt I love that thing I had a pillow so I could sleep like I just I went in there looking like I was about to move in (laughs) yeah you know and just like you're you know prepping for that and just like walking in and then now like I open my cap thing and it's like all of a sudden like this wave of nausea just from plastic, the smell of plastic. Yeah. So like the first 15 minutes, it gets like super cold that you feel <laughs> I don't I don't even know how to explain it, but it's so cold that you came and think like <laughs> you're just sitting there just taking all of that yeah. coldness on your head and you can't do anything mm-hmm. about it. I couldn't have anybody talk to me too. Like I need yes, myself. Yes, me either. Yep. I took two Excedrin as well. I always did that every week because I felt like it did maybe like possibly take the edge off or maybe just in my own head, I felt better doing it. <laughs> but like, honestly, for 10 minutes, I literally just sat there just trying to do my best to adjust as like quickly as I possibly could. Exactly. It does get better. After the 15 minutes, I think your head gets adjusted to the temperature that you don't feel it as much. I remember like every week being like, okay, like, all right, I I can have a conversation now. Yes, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, couldn't have a conversation for the first 15 minutes. But after that, then you're like, okay, okay, I can. My chemo nurse was really good about it. It's almost like she knew because they're coming in asking you your name and your birthday. I think I was saying, it like in my sleep when they would ask me. You had to do it so much. And she never came in to like bother me at that point, like about it. You know, like she was kind of like, all right, I'm gonna give her 15 minutes and I'll come back. Cause it was like a pre-cooling thing. And then come in, check on me, make sure I was all right, and then would administer the chemo drug. God forbid, I'm knocking on wood, that like I ever get a reoccurrence. I'm not sure I would cold cap again. I'm so grateful, you know. I went in with no expectations. I went in probably thinking I was going to have to shave my head. And this was such a pleasant surprise. But, you know, the anxiety that it created, I don't know if it's something that I'd want to put myself through. Yeah, again, no, that's fair. To be completely mm-hmm. honest, even though I had great results. I think like, <laughs> you yeah. know, again, I hope I don't get a recurrence yeah. ever. I just felt normal-ish, even though like I had, bald spots, but I was able to purchase a hair powder, apply it to my head. So then it doesn't really look like I lost any hair. And I was able to feel kind of normal-ish that when I walk down the street or when I see a family member, they're not staring at me in shock. 
because Absolutely. of my bald head. I, I wear baseball hats like a lot anyways. I always did in the summer too because um, I don't know, it's just like sun on my face. Like I just always did. You know, people have seen me in hats all the time, especially in the summer. So for me, like nobody really knew what was going on on the top of my head, really. They just saw everything from my ears down, which was nice. I'm finding myself now having anxiety about my hair because it's growing back. It's growing back pretty gray. I can't really dye it until probably around Christmas time. Got an invited to some weddings and some baby showers and I'm still have my port. And I'm just like, I'm finding myself more self-conscious now after being done with chemo than I was while I was doing chemo. Yeah. That's a lot of women's fear when their hair they're growing back gray. Absolutely. I can't wear a baseball hat to a wedding. I mean, I'm just not comfortable yet to be in like uh, social settings, like fancier social settings. Let's just say that. Like the thought of being in a dress too. That's not like a t-shirt dress like I rocked in the summer. Like, mm, I don't think I could do it just yet. That's fair to think about that because, you know, you've been in like comfortable clothing for a long time because that's how you felt comfortable in. And plus like dressing up or anything like that because you feel like shit. <laughs> during this whole chemo infusion yeah yeah gain like weight from chemo like lost a lot of hair like scars from the port no definitely not comfortable in my own skin at the moment but I'm mentally in like a solid place which is is like where I need to be I think right now I'm in therapy trying to process all of this trauma I don't know what to call it anything other than this is trauma it was traumatic super traumatic it's been really hard year you know, and my therapist, you know, I, I've multiple times have mentioned like, I'm terrified of stage four and I don't want to focus, you know, you and I've had conversations where I don't want to focus on this. I don't want to create added stress. I don't want to obsess over this to the point where I'm not able to live a happy, fulfilled life. Finishing chemo for me this week was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just live. I really am just going to focus on happy things and not focusing so much on what could happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so glad. Yeah. Like my therapist was like, that's a small win. Like take the small win. And I was like, all right, I'll take it. Being in the mindset is so important. You know, like I can easily, you know, get my body back hopefully into some sort of shape that I'm comfortable in again. But you know, the mind is a lot harder to get yourself into gear if you're not in a good place. Yeah, exactly. During the infusions, it was pretty hard to be positive. After I completed my chemo is when I felt I was able to kind of get my life back together without physically feeling like shit and mentally feeling like shit as well. Same thing, kind of what you mentioned is I started to really sit down and tell myself, I want to start doing things that make me happy. I want to start living in the present and just enjoying every moment that I have with close family members, friends, you know, my partner, my dog, just experiencing nature, even just... (laughs) going outside and breathing the clean air. What I try to like strive for every day as much as I can. Yeah. It's so funny because I can't wait to go back to work. I like can't. That is true. Yeah. You you have it. I've been out of work and I definitely am going to try to be a little bit more kind of slow things down. You know, like I don't have to be a million miles an hour. I don't want to run back into what my life was like before the pandemic because maybe that type of lifestyle is the reason, you know, or what created my tumor, you know? And like, I don't know, almost feel like it's not healthy to be going, 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 going all the time. I need to find that balance of like, what's the fear of missing out? Figure out how to balance, okay, that fear of missing out you know, like, is this something that's like, I need to go kill myself or like, you know, put myself in a bad spot to get to, you know, try and just like, figure out, like you said, like, what's important, you know, and, and listening to my body a little bit more doing things that are making me happy with people that are making me happy. Like I need to figure out how to like get to a pace where I can make this all happen, but still not be myself. I think that's a really good realization. And I feel like that's, 
tough. Yeah. I don't know for me, I just found it pretty tough to say out loud your life before, like what you mentioned, feel like how much you hustled and you're always a, a go, go, go. Was that the part of the reason why you were affected or diagnosed with breast cancer? That's like, I don't know, it's really hard to say. And also, I like, I'm just kind yeah. of thinking about myself and how I would feel like I would feel like a little sad too. Yeah, you know, and but that's the thing too. It's like, I've lived my life in a certain way for so long. And then it was abruptly stopped because yeah. of the pandemic. And then obviously continued because of a cancer diagnosis. But like, I don't know myself now going back into work in my normal scene in my life. Like I don't know how to not be that person. And it's just going to take like a little bit of adjustment, I guess. Our bodies have been through so much. I can't even believe how much our bodies have been through this year. Talk to my radiology oncologist today. She reminded me of my my lymph node surgery. Like I like had completely almost just forgot that I had that surgery. And that was a major surgery. I sat there today being like my body has endured too much right now. And it's September. You know, like this started for me in January. You know, it, it just seems so surreal to even like go back and think about what our bodies have been through. Yeah, that's what I also have thought about. In a way, I get upset sometimes <laughs> because first of all, you never asked for this. Second of all, we both never had like a major surgery like this ever. It's shocking in the sense of your body going through this, but it's also shocking mentally because I remember both of us kind of felt, you know, when a doctor would talk to us it would just go through one ear out the other. We had no idea what the hell they were saying. We felt like the whole process was moving fast, but we were trying to catch up. Yeah, our bodies are still healing. I think like our mental health, we're still healing. Yeah, I would say throughout my chemo treatments, I've only received mouth sore like once. And that was during my first infusion. I think my first infusion, you know, was when like my body was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so I had like a mouth sore. I had diarrhea, joint pain, like all this painful experience during my first treatment. During my second and third, like I didn't have the mouth sores anymore, but I lost my sense of taste for a week after the infusion. My body, I feel like got acclimated to the treatment that I didn't get diarrhea as much as I did for the first one. Just like looking back, I read on the Facebook groups that there were some women who had like a loss of blood count and they couldn't finish like their chemo treatment or they had to like reschedule their chemo treatment because of their blood tests. I was obsessed over my blood work. Me too. I looked at it all the time. Whenever I received results. If I like had Starbucks that day, you know, like before I would, I would always like know the weeks that I had it because my glucose were high, you know, but I said, I found myself obsessing over the blood work and not staying on track. Even when I got sick, you know, I called to warn them because I was almost like, I'm going to get there and they're just going to tell me. And like, I need to like almost mentally prepare that for the fact that like, I probably won't even be able to get it. My blood work wasn't even that bad. And I felt like I was like dying. I was so sick and I couldn't even believe that it wasn't even like that much of a dip. I stopped the Nulesta shot after AC. I didn't need it for Taxil. Oh, okay. Wow. That's so nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. it was so nice. Yeah. It was so nice. My arm after just the four was so raw from um, adhesive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's pain in the ass. I, yeah, I tried to do. I did it once, and then I didn't do it again. I did like a at home like self tanner, which was great. Except you could see every outline from the Nulasta shot, all four of it, for like three weeks. So I was like, we're not doing <laughs> again, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. For those of you who don't know what Nulasta shot is, to increase your white blood cells, because during the chemo infusion, you actually lose. Yeah. And it's like, it looks like a little beeper. It does beep that it, like, it, it does stick it on the back of your arm. I literally had lines from like that. He that was pulled, you know, like must like pulled my skin off or something, but you'd had, and it would go off at like 27 hours after and it would beep for like 40 minutes. The thing was so annoying. <laughs> it was so annoying. I'm so glad that it's over with. <laughs> 
time it went off, I was like shocked, even though like I knew it was there. It, you never like felt it though. I never like, it didn't bother yeah, me. Yeah, I did it. Sleeping, mm-hmm. it didn't bother me. But like every time it went off, I was like shocked. I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, like I thought that it was there. <laughs> like sometimes I forget that it's there when I'm changing and putting my shirt on and I'm kind of like a little rough. I'm like, oh shit, this is here. I shouldn't be that rough. <laughs> I, one time I took an Epsom salt bath because I was having my bone pain and forgot it was on. And I was like, I got it wet. And it was like two hours before it was supposed to go off. I was like freaking out. Luckily it like went off fine. But that's good. I like, because yeah. you're not supposed to get it wet. And I like, was, like legit jumped in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never had problems with the Nulasa shots. Didn't really have a big issue going through treatments, like anything that, you know, was an emergency. So I'm really glad that didn't happen to me. Of course, during my third infusion, I did run into a small issue where I guess that morning I didn't drink enough water. And so when they were drawing my blood to inject the chemo, like blood wasn't kind of like going through. And so they were just having trouble with that. And the nurse was like, if your blood is not going through, then we probably need to put a port in you. And I'm like, no, no, I do not want to have this port. This is the last thing that I needed and even want. So that was one of the issues that I Mm -hmm. ran into, but we were able to find a vein that like the blood was able to go through. So that was good. But another thing that happened was during the Benadryl, for some reason, when it was going through my veins, it was pretty rough in the sense that I can feel Mm -hmm. it going through and it kind of hurt a bit when it was going through my veins. So that was another issue. But the nurse essentially said that we could mix the Benadryl and Celine together so then it it can go through more smoothly. And diluted almost. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those were, you know, the only issues I ran into during my treatment. And of course, you know, I had the symptoms that everyone had, fatigue, muscle pain, joint pain, whatever it is, feeling tired. But yeah. Yeah, I would say, I mean, the only thing I think that was really off, everything that they told me that like could have happened, you know, like they told me the acid reflux, they told me my stomach was probably going to be really uncomfortable and upset. I mean, I basically lived on watermelon for eight weeks. It was good because it kept me hydrated, but it was like the only thing that kind of tasted okay, you know? And I was like literally just eating to survive. Like I wasn't eating because I wanted, I didn't crave anything. I wasn't, you know? So like everything that they had said, to be honest, I expected the symptoms to be much worse. And I think too, like every like movie, when you see like a cancer patient, you always see like their head in the toilet vomiting. Like I never once threw up. Yes, that's so true. Yeah, I literally thought I was going to vomit every week. And so I'm so glad that never happened. Right. And I, I thought I was going to be this like frail, like, you know, like super skinny, like emaciated cancer patient you see in the movies. And no, like I gained eight pounds and... <laughs> And, you know, I, I mean, I'm so grateful that I did not throw up. The nausea meds they give you are just phenomenal. I mean, they definitely screwed my stomach up so much more, I think, because it like prevented me from going to the bathroom. I would much rather be constipated than throwing my guts up. So blackouts for me were probably the scariest part. The bone pain that I had at the end, I still kind of think maybe that was because I was sick. Maybe it was like a low blood count of, you know, something that was creating that bone pain, but At the end of the day, I got a CAT scan and I got a bone scan and they both were clear. Although it was like, you know, obviously not great to be doing like all of this, like imaging, like it's kind of peace of mind for me that nothing with my brain and nothing with my bones. So kind of talking about nausea, I forgot to touch on that, but I did feel nauseous two to three days after the infusion. I would feel nauseous when I wake up in the morning and then sometimes in the afternoon, but the nausea medications really did help. And then I also purchased ginger chews and that also helped. I didn't really have a huge issue. I think there was maybe one time where I was nauseous like the whole day, but other than that, 
I was totally fine. The only time, to be honest, I was ever nauseous was chemo days, like sitting in the chair. It was like my body was responding to being there. You know, like things that were triggering, like smells, like the cold cap. Yeah. To me, I think was, you're about to have chemo. I honestly think it was just like a response of being there and knowing what my body was about to endure. You know, it wasn't like because of, you know, like chemo itself. The thought of it actually made me nauseous. Another thing that like my expectations, I guess, I didn't really know what the infusion rooms would look like. I thought a lot of nurses would be on top of me at all times, but that wasn't the case. Room is pretty peaceful where like everyone has their own sections and nurses would just come up to you like maybe, you know, every hour or so, but they're not on top of you. I don't know why I was thinking of that, like that would happen, but I I just wasn't sure what to expect. I was so disappointed. I don't know if I had like, I watched the show New Amsterdam, which is like a hospital show. And he, the medical director ends up getting his throat cancer or something. And he goes to his infusion center in his own hospital and they played cards. Like he had like his like little group of friends and they oh, played cards. And yes. I thought that that is what yes. chemo was going to be like. Like I was going to make friends. Right. I was going to play <laughs> cards. Like this is going to be not great, but like I can do that. I can go play games for a couple of hours like while I'm enduring this, you know? So Nothing like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But my room, like like I said, like the little section, I was in the same room every time except one time. I went to chemo on Mondays and nobody at my infusion center goes to chemo on Mondays. It would be like me and two other people there. And it was great. Like any, you know, I was just like, the nurses came and they all like liked me. So we all, you know, it was like fun. Like all the nurses there were really great. And I had pretty much the same chemo nurse every week who was an angel on earth. Like Caitlin was... Shout out to Caitlin for being everything I needed her to be. You know, she was like funny and joked with me when I needed it, but also like on the days where I was not joking, you know, like she knew to not try to, you know, be funny. And like, she was amazing. Labor Day, my infusion center was closed because I had chemo even like I started chemo on May 17th. So I ended up going to chemo on Memorial Day, but for some reason, Labor Day was closed. So I had to go on a Tuesday. And all the Monday patients had to go Tuesday as well. So it was like jammed packed. I had a different room, which like totally threw me off. And my chemo nurse, Caitlin, was like doing, you know, accessing somebody else's port at the time. So I had somebody else access mine. And I felt like borderline violated because I was like, you're not my nurse. (laughs) And um, like, I was like, that was like the only day where I felt like didn't feel right. Like every other time, you know, the, the center was like super clean, warm. I never felt like I was freezing. Some hospitals, you get that like chill almost so cold and rigid almost. And no, oh, yeah, like nice blankets and like the recliner is so comfortable. Matt every week would have to sit. Anybody who took me, my dad complained about it. My sister, my stepmother about how uncomfortable their seats were. But I was in this like great recliner every week, you know. I looked at my dad, I go, you have to have cancer to get this chair. (laughs) (laughs) The only luxury that we have for this diagnosis. (laughs) Absolutely. It was chemo, like the centers and everything. The whole thing was different than I imagined it to be, but I clearly live in NBC land. So during my first treatment, I packed a lot of shit. I packed my blankets. I packed additional sweaters. I think I packed like a book food, water, and then things to ice my hands and my feet. Over time, I started bringing less and less stuff because at the infusion center, they have blankets there. They also have gloves for your feet and hands to ice. Can I tell you, I ended up using a Ziploc bag of ice the whole time. I had bought two pairs because I was afraid one pair was going to thaw out while I was there. So I bought two pairs of hand things, two pairs of the feet things, size my hands, and used Ziploc bags that my nurse would draw funny pictures on everywhere. That's the only way I could so ice. Cute. I hated the mittens. I like it was I could hold on to it and take it off when I wanted to. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes yeah. sense in the way where like I feel like that's easier. Honestly, then you just like inserting your hands into this fucking mint and it gets like so cold. I fully over prepared 
for chemo. Like I bought the two sets of the hand things, the feet things, hard candy. I bought my laptop. Meanwhile, I slept majority of my treatment. I overpacked, like I was so overprepared and I didn't need a lot of the things that I purchased. Like I purchased like mouthwash for dry mouth sores. You know, I did it preventatively in the beginning and I didn't even use what I bought. I ended up doing just baking soda and water and salt like my oncologist told me to do. And I packed way too much stuff. And then I just got to the point where like, I don't know why I'm carrying this other bag with like mints and like a phone charger when I never charged my phone at chemo. I not once that I charged my phone at chemo. So I just like a, took a handful of mints and threw it in the other bag. And that was like finally at the end. But I carried so much stuff in for like no reason every week. Yeah, I really hated bringing so much stuff. So that's why I lessened the amount of stuff I brought every week. <laughs> It's just, I felt like it was unnecessary for me, at least. The infusion center had basically everything that you needed. And also like what you mentioned, I, I slept through my entire infusion. I wasn't going to need my iPad to watch movies or shows because one, like the cold cap gets so cold in the beginning that you don't even want to look at anything. And then second, like the Benadryl makes you so drowsy that you just want to sleep yeah. through it. Which is like kind of, I, I was okay with the sleeping through it though. Like I said, it kind of made it like less scary in the beginning at least for sure. Is there anything that you would have done differently? I think I would have waited to buy everything that I bought until I absolutely needed it. I think me being overprepared was me trying to be in control of the situation. Yes, same. Yep. Definitely. So, I mean, I definitely didn't need to spend money on things that I just wasn't using. But it's nice. Like I have met women through the support group that I talked to and I'll mail my my hands and mittens to her this week. At least I'm able to give it to somebody who's going to use it, you know? So I feel good about things like that. As far as like chemo is concerned, I wish that I could have been a little bit more active than I was. I was a little limited with being in the sun and the heat and the hair. I was so afraid to like have my head be hot. Only washing my hair once a week, working out and sweating just didn't seem like something that I, my hair was like in a fragile state. And I just, I don't know. I just didn't want to feel gross all week. Well, one thing I forgot to mention, another like symptoms that I felt was whenever I went outside, especially when I walked my dog and there was like the sun beaming at me, I would get dizzy pretty fast. So that was one of the symptoms that I felt. So I tried not to go outside as much, but things that I would have done differently, I would have loved to be more active for sure. In the beginning, in my first and second infusion, I did do aerial yoga at a studio, but I felt like after my second I got really tired super quickly. I decided not to do that anymore. I did do a dance class after my third infusion. And whoa, that I was so exhausted super quickly. The class is an hour and obviously you're ongoing. Like you don't really stop unless you're going to get like a drink of water. So I got super exhausted, kind of dizzy at the end. I didn't feel like myself in the dance class. And I was a little bit embarrassed before my body was able to do all those things. And then now even doing this exercise for five to 10 minutes, I just get so tired so quickly. I did wish that I was a little bit more active in the sense of like doing mini workouts that I was able to do at home than trying to go to a studio and like doing these extensive workout that was probably not best for me or my body. I guess another thing, I guess I wish I would have asked more questions to my oncologist of, I guess in a way of just like what to expect on my first day. I kind of had the sense, but like not really. I, right. I'm the type of person that I like to know exactly right. like what's going on every moment, why they're doing it this way and, and all that. But I felt like during my first infusion, everything went by like so fast that I couldn't really ask any questions. So I wish that 
during my chemo class with my oncologist, I would have loved for her to kind of go through how the process will be during my first infusion. So I know what to expect. I mean, I think like I probably should have asked a little bit more questions throughout the whole thing, you know, but I also think part of like that I didn't is because I just trusted my team so much. So maybe I don't feel like that is like one of my regrets. Okay. I want to ask you, what are you so excited for now after chemo? I'm excited to just, I know this is probably like cliche, but I'm just excited to just live life. I don't know. I just feel like a different person after chemo. Oh, no, definitely. But I'm saying like things that you couldn't do. Like I cannot wait to go get a pedicure. Oh, so I actually got my manicure done. So you did. Yes. Was it, it was amazing. Imagine it was going to be the last five months. Uh, yes. Because I was so fucking tired of seeing my gray ass nails. I was so embarrassed by them. I, mine are really not bad. I have to say I have like one strip of like bright. It's like a stripe on my thumb and that's it. Like I didn't have like peeling or any type of things like that. So I I feel grateful for that, but I just want my, like all summer I had to paint my own toes and like, I bought like a, one of those like feet peel things. Oh, and they work. Yeah. By the way, they work. So I got, it got me through five and a half months of chemo, but I just want like the massage. so bad. Like nail beds again. Have you scheduled an appointment yet? Not okay. yet. No, okay. I, um, I don't, I might, I don't know. I told Matt that like we're going and I'm buying like the most expensive, like $120 pedicure. Yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but he'll do it. I was like, I want you to do it with me. And then his mom was like, I want to come too. She's been in a cast all summer. So she hasn't gotten a pedicure either. So it's going to be, we're all going to be just like really enjoying right, this. Right, right. <laughs> um, also really looking forward to showering and washing my own hair because for the last 20 weeks, I mean, even today, Friday is like my hair wash day and I go and my friend does it at her salon. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking forward to like feeling comfortable enough to like be in the shower and do mm-hmm. it myself with like warm mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot that you went to the hair salon like, pretty often to have someone else. Yeah, I did it every Friday. Yeah. And my friend Miles amazing. You know, she didn't panic like when she would see my hair come out. So like I didn't panic. Right. It was like a really good like that's definitely like one of the things that I like so like I'm grateful that I did, you know, every week. hmm hmm She did it for me and she like wouldn't even charge me. She was was so amazing, like scheduling me in. Like, and I'd be in and out because I didn't have to blow dry. You know, she, I think I, she like liked me even coming in because it was like a quick check-in, you know. She'd wash my hair, mm-hmm. condition it, rinse it out, comb it through, and then I'd be at the door in like seven minutes. It was kind mm-hmm. of crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, it was good as like far as she never panicked, so it never panicked me. The one time that I, I did it myself it was when I felt like I lost the most amount of hair. Yeah, so. yeah. No, that makes um, yeah. Actually, like now... Thinking about the question even deeper, I have a workout class this Saturday. Well, actually tomorrow (laughs) because today's Friday. I'm telling myself that I should take it easy because this is my first workout class that I've done in a few months. But I'm excited to get back to being active again as much as I can. I have a clearer mind and like my body is not so tired. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to a concert on Sunday, which I haven't been to a concert in such a long time. So I'm excited for that too. <laughs> Who are you seeing? I'm excited for you. I am seeing this band called Trust. They're my favorite band. They're basically an electronic dark pop type of genre. Okay. I'm into that. Yeah. I've seen them almost every year. <laughs> so I'm excited to just jam out. That's fun. And I just like I love yeah. concerts. Like I, when I was sick, I was supposed to go to one and I was going to like troop it out because it was outside and I felt safe, you know, and I couldn't go. And it was so devastating. I'm like looking forward to like being able to make some plans too, you know, like even though like COVID is still pretty 
you know, kind of crazy right now with the Delta variant. Like I'm looking forward to like scheduling a vacation. Like I said to to my boyfriend, I was like, I want to go somewhere where I want to sit in the sun and I want to get a tan and I want to not worry about my hair and I want to swim. And like, cause I didn't get to do any of that this summer. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I really want to do that. I went to Vegas with my boyfriend's parents and I just had like a mini vacation after chemo and it was the best thing ever. I recommend going on a mini vacation. Like it doesn't need to be another state or another country. It could just be in your own state, like wherever that may be, wherever that makes you happy, take some time for yourself, especially if, you know, you're doing radiation after chemo. So just having that break in between is really nice. I totally recommend Chemo moon sounds like the best. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to be in the sun and not feel like anxious. And there's probably a million and one other things that I'm like looking forward to. I'm like looking forward to life. Like you said, just kind of, you know, doing things that make me happy. I mean, I remember, you know, meeting and talking, like kind of confessing our fears and anxieties about chemo. We went through this together and you know, from different sides of the country. We did it. We fucking did it. I'm so proud of us. And you're, you know, you ringing that bell got, gave me like some real like excitement for three weeks. I mean, I was just like, you, you had me ready to go. Like, I was like, let's do this. So um, I thank you because you are a big part of getting me through it. I know. I'm so, oh my gosh. Okay. Can I mention when I was sending you a message about grads on your final team. And then when I mentioned that I was proud of you, I literally teared up when you were like, I'm proud of us. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> this is great. I'll have you tears. I've cried enough. I can't. There's just nothing left in me. <laughs> I rang the bell and lost my shit. Like literally I couldn't. And then I cried the whole way, the whole way home. Like I just couldn't stop. And I kept saying like, I can't stop. I can't stop. And that's just like, let it out, let it out, you know? It's so funny because during my final treat, like I didn't cry or anything, but I teared up when I sent you that message. And just also too, like we met, we didn't know each other before this. We met in support groups and there's so many women in those groups that are just, they want to be there for you. Like find a friend, like being able to even go back and forth with somebody who's going through it with you is so helpful. You know, just find a, one person that you can relate to and it will definitely get you through it for sure. Well, uh, I. So glad it's over and hopefully we don't have to go through this again, but we wanted to share our experience and what we would have done differently and our expectations. So all that. Thanks for listening. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. Sharing our stories with you has been incredibly healing for both of us. And we hope it helps other women in their journeys through breast cancer. Ladies, if you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends. Help us reach more women by subscribing and rating us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram at T-Y-F-T-S podcast. And our email is T-Y-F-T-S podcast at gmail.com. We will link any resources from the episode in our show notes.